Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio's Update with Dave Moore. The time is half five. You're listening to Manx Radio. I am Dave Moore and this is update. Welcome to the programme. Half an hour of the latest news in the art of man plus Max Sport, Business, Sea Watch, and Travel updates along with the newsmakers in person. Coming up, Manx Utilities is urging people to support a planning application for a new Peel sewage treatment works after raw waste appeared on the beach at the weekend. And I'll listen says it's had 170 student referrals in the current academic year so far. That's all coming up in the next 30 minutes. But first of all... Man Benham, for all your business and legal needs. The update news headlines with Lewis Foster. Faster my. Faster my. Proposed changes to the early pregnancy assessment unit seem to have been delayed. Currently, those experiencing a miscarriage or other early pregnancy complications are often placed with other pregnant women while they wait for treatment. A written Timwald answer in November suggested plans to move them to a separate ward with a discreet entrance and a quiet room were expected to happen last month. The Chief Minister insists his administration is investing in heritage offerings where possible, but believes there are bigger priorities that need funding first. Following criticism, Alfred Cannon says he understands the value of the heritage, but it has to be put into context of the island's financial position. And if you live in Douglas, you're asked to run your kitchen or downstairs cold water taps as large parts of the city are experiencing discoloured water. Manx Utilities says it's due to maintenance work on the network. In the latest international news, the UK Foreign Secretary is urging Israel to stop and think before putting boots on the ground in Rafah in southern Gaza, where more than a million civilians are sheltering. NBC's reporting that President Biden's growing frustrated with Israel's Prime Minister's tactics, apparently calling him difficult to deal with. Police say no arrests have been made yet after a chemical was thrown at a man walking into a graveyard in Ramsgate in Kent. He's got burns to the back of his head. And Luke Littler's managed to get the best score possible by hitting a nine-darter at the Players' Championship in Wigan. The 17-year-old achieved the feat in his win over Michelle Toretta. Those are the headlines. We'll be back with the news at six o'clock. Secure tomorrow today with Man Benham's private client team. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Generally cloudy with a few sharp showers this evening. Temperatures 8 Celsius with a fresh to strong west to southwest wind. The showers will clear away later this evening, leaving the rest of the night dry with clear spells developing as the southwest wind starts to ease later tonight. Minimum temperature around 3 Celsius. Tomorrow will start dry, but the cloud will thicken and lower during the morning bringing outbreaks of rain and drizzle towards lunchtime, which will continue throughout the rest of the day. The mainly moderate southwest wind will back to the east or northeast by evening with highs of 9 Celsius. A cloudy start on Wednesday with further outbreaks of rain and drizzle, but with the chance of some drier interludes developing during the afternoon before rain returns again overnight. A moderate to fresh south to southwest wind with maximum temperatures of 11 Celsius.
Manx Glass and Glazing can supply and install single, double and triple glazing. Call 674-573 or visit the showroom on the Snugborough Trading Estate. Update. Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit Simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Utilities Executive Director with Responsibility for Water and Wastewater, Tim Wokes, has been speaking to Manx Radio after suspected raw sewage was spotted on Peel Beach over the weekend. So as far as we're aware, it was a naturally occurring foam and scum. Now, it may have had some sewage debris mixed with it, which would have drifted in on the tide from the outfall off the end of the breakwater. As I think is commonly known, raw sewage is discharged daily into Peel Bay through the outfall, which is uh, off the end of the breakwater. During the summer, we do control the timing of that so that uh, at various states of the tide to make sure that we try and minimise the impact on bathing water quality. We also ask people to follow our Bin It, Don't Flush It guidelines that can be found on the Max Utilities website. So essentially don't flush wet wipes, sanitary products, etc. down the toilet. Uh, in areas without sewage treatment, such as Peel, these items don't break down and they will end up being washed up on, on the beach. I mean, I think one thing to say was we have now submitted the planning application for mm-hmm. a new works in Peel. And it would be really great if uh, Peel residents could support this application because the sooner we can get that approval, the sooner we can move forward with the works. And, and whether this was a, a sewage issue or not, we certainly don't think it was in the main, but it... it, it there would have been impacts from sewage debris coming from the end of the outfall. A new sewage works for Peel will resolve this issue. So the sooner we can get that built, the better. You're tuned to Manx Radio. This is Update, where the Chief Minister insists his administration is investing in the Isle of Man's heritage offerings where possible, but believes there are bigger priorities that need funding first. Mr Alfred Cannon says he understands the value of the island's history, but it has to be put into the context of the current financial position. We're always talking about horse trams and the Laxey Wheel, and we all value our heritage and culture. And indeed, I think under this administration, we have got on and we've sorted out the repair issues that that were needed, for example, with with the Laxey Wheel, and we're continuing to support and promote the heritage railways. That doesn't mean to say that, that we shouldn't examine these items and make sure that we are getting the best value from them but also acknowledging they are part of our cultural heritage and we really want to try and maintain that into the longer term but our priorities really have been set setting about recovering from covid delivering an economic strategy getting the housing agenda right you know absolutely these are these are important day-to-day issues business as usual issues that must be addressed must be looked at but also I keep saying to people look keep at the high level in terms of our strategic delivery on what is going to make this island successful into the future. But if we're going to be trying to diversify the economy, if we're going to be trying to attract new businesses, new people, new workforces here, we have to really show ourselves in the best possible light and have those things to be able to offer to them. So can you understand it from that perspective? Of course, agreed. I think absolutely. It's all part of our, you know, we set the high level objective of getting 500,000 tourists here, right? Half a million people, Part of that significant tourist offering, for example, will be uh, electric railways, availability and how people access it and costs, etc. associated with that. But bear in mind, everything has to be also paid for. And we've also got to be very strict now moving forward with our financial discipline. You know, and clearly, we've only got a, got a limited sum of money. We've got to get this deficit back under control now. You know, so we've got to be careful about how and where we are 
allocating and spending our money. Update brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Changes are being made to the early pregnancy assessment unit, which means cha- uh, that it's been delayed. Douglas South MHK Sarah Maltby has been looking into the issue. Due to practical reasons, some women have been placed next to women who may be suffering a miscarriage or found out that their baby has sadly passed away. And they're sat with people who are either heavily pregnant or seeing the specialist for different reasons. And that juxtaposition of the two different stages of a pregnancy, which I don't think anybody would find that situation an easy one to handle or to deal with. So I understand the pressures that Manx Care have been under to ensure that every woman is looked after and cared for. However, when it comes to practical care, there definitely has been a a lacking there. And I'm really pleased to hear that they are addressing this point and actually they are actively going to change the way that women are supported during those difficult and very obviously complex pregnancies. There was a survey done in October 23, which basically highlighted that there are definite areas of improvement required. Alongside of that, Manx Care, to be fair to them, have actually looked at the UK and the government's pregnancy loss review, which identified 73 recommendations. So between the two reviews, it's really positive news that Manx Care are looking at that in the whole and seeing which ones are identifiable for the Isle of Man and in the Isle of Man context. My Facebook post that I made about this written question in the first place has received an enormous response from people, people pouring out their experiences. So, you know, I do not ever take for granted just how brave that is, because this is a very complex, difficult subject, one that we don't talk about enough and one that we should maybe talk about more. Helen Shepherds from charity A Little Piece of Hope, which supports bereaved families and sick children. She's been telling Siobhan Fletcher what impact the current setup has on those in that situation. Some of the bigger issues when you go for a scan, if you're having an early miscarriage or potentially you've been diagnosed as having an early miscarriage, you have to go down to the main pregnancy scan unit. So you can be around lots of pregnant women. You'll be around other women if you're sent to Ward 4 who potentially are pregnant, which can be really hard, I think, mentally for someone who is going through a miscarriage, you know, being around people who are visibly pregnant, that can be really distressing. What are some of the changes then that you think could improve things? Yeah, having a separate unit, uh, which it sounds like is the plan of action, is going to be great for women who go through miscarriages especially early miscarriages with late miscarriages there needs to be more done on island it's um that it's slightly different with late miscarriages because a lot of women for instance have to go to the uk still for the later miscarriages medical terminations also have to be carried out in the uk from what we've been told by numerous people who have come forwards so there does need to be more changes on that but this is kind of a step in the right direction manx care is in the process of moving the the unit they're creating things like the separate scan room a quiet room for those awaiting scan results and also a kind of discreet entrance do you think those are some things that'll help as well yeah those are all things that can only benefit women who are experiencing miscarriage and early loss definitely 
Sea-Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Well, the banksman departed uh, around about ten past two this afternoon and is expected to arrive in Douglas at ten to six. It will then leave for the UK again at quarter past seven this evening, arriving in at eleven o'clock. And then it's back to normal, quarter past two tomorrow morning, arriving in 6 a.m. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. Ramsey Commissioners has issued a notice for a by-election to take place next month for one new member. Local democracy reporter Emma Draper has more details. The by-election follows the death of Leonard Singer in December last year. He served on the board for three terms altogether and was also an MHK and an MLC in his political career. Four candidates have declared for the vacancy. Joe Callister, Sandra Cottam Shea, Pauline Johns Garrett and Sarah Kennedy Hay. Mr Callister says he is standing for community and culture, green spaces and town attraction, access to nature and inclusion and transparency. Mrs Cottam Shea's manifesto is set on supporting traders, addressing the empty buildings in the town and making the best of the outdoor space. Mrs John Scarrett is a Liberal Vannon candidate and wants to see more housing being built in the town and Mrs Kennedy Hay is yet to publish a manifesto. Polling will be held on the 7th of March at the Town Hall and residents will be able to vote from 8am until 8pm on the day. Manx Radio Business Briefing Takeaway delivery drivers in the UK are planning to strike on Valentine's Day to demand better pay and improved working conditions. The action impacting four food apps, including Deliveroo and Uber Eats, is thought to involve as many as 3,000 drivers and riders on Wednesday evening. The action, organised by a grassroots group of couriers, many of whom are Brazilian, is intended to draw attention to what's been described as poor pay and working conditions many riders face while delivering food and groceries in cities across the UK. And three has apologised after more than 10,000 people in the UK reported they were left without mobile service. Down Detector, which tracks outages, showed over 12,000 people reported their services, including calling and using mobile data, weren't working. It's the latest outage to hit three after it apologised on both Saturday and Sunday over similar incidents. The Stock Market Report. Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets were subdued today in quieter trade with a thin week in prospect for the UK with the midterm holiday. US stocks continued to rise after the S&P 500 notched a record high last Friday on optimism about eventual Federal Reserve interest rate cuts and easing inflation. The next pressure point for markets is Tuesday's Consumer Price Index report. The annual US inflation rate is forecast to have dropped to 2.9% in January from 3.4% the previous month and will be the first reading below 3% since March 2021. Oil prices were flat after some initial profit-taking following last week's rally, which saw prices lift 6% higher on increased tensions within the Middle East. And gold saw relatively muted price action as markets continued to seek greater clarity on Fed rate cuts and awaited comments from Federal Reserve officials due later in the week. On to the markets then. The FTSE 100 was at 7573. That's up 0.31%. And the Dow Jones is at 38818. That's up 0.38%. The Nasdaq's at 16056. 
That's up 0.42%. The exchange rates, the pound against the dollar, 1.263. Against the euro, 1.172. In commodities, gold is at 2,015 US dollars. That's down 0.43%. And Brent is at 81.61 US dollars. That's down 0.17%. I'm running late again. Do you know where I put my car keys? In the fridge. Where's my phone? Under the dog basket. Bye. You haven't forgotten that we're seeing Ramsey Cook all later? Oh, um, no, of, of course not. Um, 5pm, is it? Quarter to three. I'll be there. Life is busy. That's why Ramsey Crookall's team takes time to help you make a mindful investment decision. Considering all the options, giving you full control of your financial future. Less stress, more assurance. Forgot to put my shoes on. Oh. See how we can make your money work for you. Call 717171 or visit RamseyCrickle.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. You're listening to the Isle of Man's quintessential daily news and current affairs roundup. Update on Manx Radio. The transformation of the island's ShopRite stores is taking shape following the takeover by Tesco, with the first of the new sites opening on Thursday. Amy Griffiths has this report. By the time the year's out, there'll be nine new Tesco stores on the island and it falls to Castletown to host the opening of the first. This one, set in the former ShopRite on Arbury Street, will be a Tesco Express, so one of the smaller convenience sites. The opening itself will take place at 8 o'clock on Thursday the 15th of February. The store's opening times will be 7 in the morning until 10 at night, Monday to Sunday. To mark the occasion, Tesco's donating £1,000 to Manx mental health charity I'll Listen. The takeover by Tesco was announced in a surprise move in October last year. The sale includes all of ShopRite's larger stores, its little ShopRite stores and Winerite. Store director Andy Sanderson says over the course of the store openings, there'll be around 120 new jobs created, all from the local community. We want to thank all the local residents for their patience and understanding while we've been refurbishing the old ShopRite stores. Customers in the ShopRite stores currently open will have noticed the stocking of Tesco products taking over the shelves. You'll be able to use your club card in the new Castletown store, though. Meanwhile, on Victoria Road in Douglas, the signage on the big ShopRite store has come down ahead of the planned opening of the new Tesco Extra next month. Manx Radio Sport. Faster my Lewis Foster. Faster my FC Isle of Man made it three wins in a row at the weekend when they won their Northwest Counties Premier Division clash away at Presswich Hayes. Two goals each from Williams and Whitley helped the Manx side to a 4-3 victory. It also brought to an end the home side's unbeaten run of 12 games on their own ground. FC Alaman remain 13th in the league standings. Their next fixture is a home match against promotion-chasing Berry. Corinthians came from behind to win the Canada Life Women's Floodlit Cup at the Bowl on Saturday. They beat Peel 3-1 with 16-year-old Millie Dawson scoring twice and Kira Morgan finding the net for a third. The Westerners had taken the lead through a Lisa Costain penalty early in the second half. In the Canada Life Women's FA Cup preliminary round, Malou beat Castletown 2-0 to progress to the next round. In the men's Masters League, Colby suffered only their second defeat of the campaign so far when they lost 4-3 to Union Mills. In the other fixture, Governors Athletic and Corinthians played out a two-all draw. In netball, Balasala Blizzards moved to within a point of league leaders Simcox Red Eagles at the top of the table in the Premier Division. They did so courtesy of a 44-37 victory over Balasala Avalanches. 
Investec Zebras are the new leaders in the championship. They beat Castletown Spaniards 37-35 to take over top spot from Misfits, who lost 26-21 against Route 1 Turbos. In Division 1 league leaders Simcox Green Eagles continued their winning run with a 35-30 triumph over Route 1 Vault, while in Division 2 Castletown Vikings maintained their 100% record, beating Ramsey Scarlets 27-17. Backers under-12s boys hockey team won the inter-hockey tournament yesterday courtesy of four wins and a draw. They'll now travel to the UK to play in the Northwest Finals in Timperley on the 21st of April. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Not such a good picture down at the airport today, unfortunately. The uh, Logan Air London City flight, which was due to leave at 10 to 5, has been put back until half six this evening. Meanwhile, the Liverpool service, which was due to leave in just under 10 minutes' time, has been cancelled. So in terms of the arrivals, that has a knock-on effect, of course. So first of all, the Logan Air flight from Manchester, which was due to arrive at 25 past five, should be arriving at six o'clock. Um, the Liverpool flight, which was due to arrive in at five to eight, will arrive now at 10 to nine. And the London City Logan Air flight, which was due to arrive at five past eight, is now scheduled to arrive into Ronaldsway at 10 o'clock this evening. Let's go on to the road. Starting in the capital, Douglas has temporary lights towards the bottom end of Summer Hill. There's also temporary lights on Market Street near St. Thomas Church. And a section of Switzerland Road is closed for construction work. And uh, the Millennium Bridge across the harbour will be closed uh, tonight from 8 o'clock until 4 in the morning. Uh, diversions will be in place. Out in Kueg, temporary lights on Kueg Hill, 24 hours a day. Temporary lights on Peel Road Union Mills um, from half nine till half three each day, so that will be clear now. In Onken, temporary lights on King Edward Road between Groudle and the A2. And at Baldrine, temporary lights on the main road just to the north of the Liverpool Arms. And temporary lights on the coast road at Laxey between there and Baldrine. And in Peel, temporary lights on Ramsey Road near Battery Lane, 24 hours a day. The Conquer Body, temporary lights on the Conquerberry Strait for resurfacing. And just south of Kurt Michael, temporary closures on the Balalai Road for water main work. Ask how you can spread the cost interest-free at Keyside. Efforts to stop Merseyside-based organised crime groups infiltrating the Isle of Man are continuing. It follows the jailing of two island residents, Sean Milligan and Frank Thomas, who were sentenced to a combined trial total of 18 years behind bars as part of Operation Bobcat. Detective Inspector Jamie Tomlinson says the men who imported heroin to these shores had little regard to those who ended up taking it. Heroin is the worst of, of all the illegal drugs. Um, it leads to terrible addiction. There is obviously a heroin scene on the island. Uh, we have heroin addicts, and by the very nature of them being uh, addicted to that drug, there is, a, there is a requirement for it to come into the island. And, and people, the likes of uh, Milligan, um, they will make the most of that. I mean, the suppliers of this drug, they give little regard for the person they're supplying to, and they're only interested in the profits that they can make. I mean, the island has, I'd say, strong organised crime links to Merseyside, um, and certainly from, from you know, the information that we've gathered throughout the, the Milligan investigation, um, that again leads us to the Merseyside area. And how closely do you work with uh, the police in the UK? We work closely with Merseyside Police. 
we work closely with the Northwest Regional Organised Crime Unit and in some cases the National Crime Agency. So our, our links with those agencies now are getting stronger and stronger and our, our reach is getting wider. We always have an open mind about the way these importations are going to come in and we expect the unexpected really. I mean they're always trying to throw us off the scent if you like. Ultimately you know we select our targets um, and then we you know we put resources into that and then uh, as can be seen uh, we tend to get some results when we do it that way. Manx, Mount, uh, Manx Mental Health Charity Isle Listens, uh, working the charity that's been working the island school, says it's had 170 student referrals in five months of this academic year. Lewis Foster reports. Since September last year, it says 137 young people have been helped by its well-being practitioners. Its team will be providing a full educational programme in 29 primary schools this year, as well as delivering sessions in all of the island's secondary schools and UCM. In a recent interview with Manx Radio, Education Minister Julie Edge discussed the charity's work and how the third sector was filling a gap in mental health provision and that evidence showed a legacy of mental health issues since the COVID pandemic. I'll Listen says it will continue to work with colleagues in education and health to ensure young people's mental health is supported at the point of early intervention, avoiding crisis situations and limiting the likelihood of any long-term issues developing. It adds we're delighted to see the Department of Education, Sport and Culture highlight the importance of mental health support for children and young people and we look forward to continuing to work with the department going forward. A Port St Mary man who slammed a woman across a car and kicked her in the head will be sentenced later this year. Siobhan Fletcher has the details. John Charles Walster launched the attack after being ejected from the Albert Hotel in the early hours after becoming agitated. The 33-year-old of Enfield Avenue had been in the pub since 8pm on New Year's Eve. He was seen bumping into other customers and was described as being highly intoxicated. Bar staff refused service and he was asked to leave by the landlord at 1am. Walster responded by pushing him and striking him in the face. Outside, Walster was seen knocking on the pub windows from the outside and making threats. He then grabbed the woman, sending her across the bonnet of a parked car and letting her fall to the roadside. Walster then grabbed a further two women, pinning them both to the floor. They were helped by members of the public before he was arrested. At Douglas Courthouse, Walster pleaded guilty to a fray and disorderly behaviour on licensed premises. Four charges of assault were withdrawn by the prosecution. Magistrates told Walster it's a terrible, horrible incident and it needs to be dealt with at the higher court. Walster will be sentenced at the Court of General Jail Delivery. Bail was granted until his next appearance there on the 12th of April. And that's it for update compiled from the news resources uh, of Max Radio. Thanks to newsreader Lewis Foster and producer Amy Griffiths. And hello to our podcast audience listening anywhere in the world and at any time, day or night. Thank you for making Update the Isle of Man's most subscribed to news podcast. If you know someone who you think would enjoy a daily bulletin of news from the Isle of Man, tell them that Update's available as a podcast via Apple, Google, Smart Speaker, Spotify or the TuneIn app. You can get the details at the App Store or at manxradio.com. And if you have a comment on the news agenda, a story you think we should be covering, or just want to say hello from near or far, email update at Manx Radio. That's it from me. See you again tomorrow.